What is that noise? It's the news, according to me. Oh, good morning. It is Monday, Monday morning, November 6th, 7.22 a.m. We have a short show for you this morning here. This 2023 is the year, in case you didn't know, in case somebody finds this 10,000 years from now. Or a billion, billion, billion years, 90 billion, billions of years ago, billions of years ago. I, so, I get so frustrated with some of these crazy commentator people that, well, this happened uh, 40, 49 billion years ago. I, I, oh, really, it wasn't 49 and a half billion. It was, it was, you were there, apparently, when it happened, and it was 40, 40 billion years ago or 45 billion, 450 billion years ago, billion, four, four million, million, million years ago. Because, you know, they, they have it all. It's, it's science. This is science. Where we, we're being told this stuff all the time. You just, they throw these random numbers out there. When I was a kid, they used to say thousands of years ago. Thousands of years ago, this, this happened. And then they, you know, they started determining that the earth was a lot older than, than that. Well, it happened, Well, really what it was, it was about, evolution is what it was about. They had to they determine that the, this, all this evolution stuff had to happen in order for this for a, a single cell organism to then become a complex ecosystem that, that somehow it had to had to happen over thousands of years well then it, they couldn't find any proof of anything actually evolving there was there's adaptation genetic mutation they can't find anything everybody says oh evolution happens all the time that happens all happens all around us no, no, there's adaptation. It's very different. There's, there's the kinds of creatures and then there's, and there's adaptation within those kinds. There's not this, I don't, it's just this weird, this weird mentality that somehow we have, uh, you know, there's this background noise. I got to get rid of this background noise. So there's this weird mentality that, well, we had, so they had to allow more time. Well, obviously, it took more time then for things to, to evolve. And even though there's fossil evidence of life all over the place that they claim is, you know, billions of years, billions and billions of years ago. And supposedly, supposedly dinosaurs didn't live with humans, and yet there are dinosaurs in the Bible, and there are if you, you know, if you understand what a dragon is, dra the term dragon didn't appear until the 1900s. Actually, the term, the term dinosaur, actually, I, yeah, it was the other way around. The term, the term dinosaur didn't actually appear until the 1900s or late, 18, late 1800s, somewhere around there, just in the last couple of hundred years. And, and, and the, but the, the term dragon did, where we get the idea of dragons is from people seeing dinosaurs reptilian-type animals. I, I'm going to set my headphones down for just a moment. I'm going to run over and grab a little thing to shelter my door so you don't have to listen to this noise. See how this works out. This may not work. I don't know. It may not work. We're going to try it. See if it helps. There we go. All right. That's it's better here. I don't know. There you go. How, how's that? Ah, I can still hear it. Oh, well. It was a valiant effort. We have, um, on the show this morning, 
I, you know, I'd plan on just kind of talking about current events, just just kind of kicking off the Monday. I, I, I can't talk real long. I, I can only talk for about 30 minutes. So uh, it's going to be kind of a short, condensed version, which probably is easier for you to listen to. Last Friday, I was on some kind of a rant. I was kind of delirious. I was stuck in Fargo, <clears throat> Fargo, North Dakota, eh? Don't you know? So I was up there <clears throat> and... Uh, it was cold. It was cold. It was, it, you know, it was 30 degrees there, or a little less than 30 degrees. But, and I went out and went, went over, to, to, took a little walk. I thought, well, I'll just walk. Costco was like two miles away. So I just, I thought, well, I'll just take a little walk. My, my whole, whole body was in pain. I, my, my face was, felt like it was going to freeze off. Because, well, for one, the air is drier. It was, it was a pretty dry time up there <clears throat> at that moment. And the wind, it was the wind going, it just went right through me. It was windy. Wasn't expecting that. Looked outside. It was nice and sunny. So I, you know, being at Costco, I, I bought uh, 12 coats and 17 hats, 37 pairs of gloves, and some uh, winter boots to make it back to the hotel. I spent about $29. <laughs> and that, that included lunch. But I, I, I had a no. I, I bought I bought a I bought a coat. I didn't have a, like a regular coat with me. Believe it or not, I go to Fargo. You go to Fargo, and I didn't have a regular coat with me. I had a coat, but it was just, it was kind of a goofy coat. I didn't want to wear it. It, it. it was a leather jacket. It probably would have looked kind of weird. I did so. I didn't wear. It. I just I just thought, well, I'm going to be walking. I kind of you know I had I had plenty of clothes on. I had I had my long sleeve T-shirt on underneath my my kind of a. And on a normal day with no wind, I would have been fine. I'd have been, I'd been perfectly fine. And I was walking with the wind over there. So I knew coming back, it was going to be going against the wind and it was going to be even more painful. And they had a, had a stocking cap for, it was a, it was a dual pack stocking cap. Pretty warm one actually. It's pretty, pretty comfy and, and not bad looking. I usually don't look good in a stocking cap. I, I kind of, I'm really picky about stocking caps and, and baseball hats. I ended up getting a stocking cap, a dual pack. I think it was like $19 or $12, whatever it was. $12, I don't know what it was. And then I got uh, I got a couple of little gadgets. I always get gadgets, so I got you know, I passed through their electronics section there. I, I bought the two pack uh, electric uh, the battery recharger things, little battery packs, it's a little two pack thing. And it makes it's it's actually they're actually made to be magnetically attached to your to the back of your phone. Well, the problem with that is, of course, most people put a case on their phone, so it's not going to work. But um, I know my wife has a has an iPhone 14 that has that magnetic charging thing on the back. Mine doesn't. I have an old 10. Back in the day, it was it was the 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 thing to have when I bought it. I got the 10 Max or the X Max, whatever you call it, the larger size one. And and, it's, and of course, it, it's old now. It's 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 outdated. It still works fine. But the um, I'm not planning on getting a new one anytime soon. So the um, her, the camera on hers is really pretty. It's pretty pretty awesome. Does a really good job. Other other than that, it's about the same phone. I mean, it is a little faster. Battery's probably a little better, but it's, yeah, it's not worth you know paying that kind of money just to upgrade the camera. So for, not for me anyway. So so I had um I had this. I did, well, yeah, I went so anyway. I was at Fargo. 
on Friday. Friday, I was talking about Friday. The, the, uh, the show on Friday was kind of just a, an hour-long rant. I, think I was just going kind of delirious from the cold and lack of nutrition. The, um, the day... Uh, I just had a notice pop up on my computer here. That's kind of interesting. Okay, I'll get past that. We have... Um, Interesting things happening here with this whole – again, we're, we're getting into this whole thing of – I'm going to talk about pro, the, the protesters. Right after I talk about what's in my cup, I, ha, I do have uh, chai with uh, Almond Joy creamer in it. It's pretty good. I'm down to my last uh, – I just opened up my last can of chai. It's kind of scary. Uh, that's going to last me – it usually lasts me about a week, but uh, I'll be, I'm going to be – We'll have a show tomorrow, by the way, regular normal show tomorrow uh, is, the, is the plan. And then uh, Wednesday, possibly. Again, this, this week is the, a repeat of last week other than I'm, I'm not going to go to Fargo this week. I could be anywhere else, but I'm not going to go to Fargo. The, um, uh, yeah, so, <clears throat> so there will be a show tomorrow, uh, kind of a normal show tomorrow. Probably hopefully have uh, more – preparation for the show, a few things. But some interesting statements concerning this whole thing with Hamas and uh, what's going on in Israel. There are a lot of college campuses that are showing their colors and showing their hand in, in this whole issue. And one of the weird, weird things about this whole thing, and, and there's some really good arguments coming out of the the case against Hamas, the case against Gaza, and the whole thing that's happening there in Palestine. Now, the, the educational level of most people, is, it's really going up uh, tremendously. Uh, I had the opportunity to lead worship at a church yesterday that uh, there's a fellow did, did a teaching. His grandfather was very, very well known in the Christian community. Um, he's the pastor of this church now. Uh, but his grandfather was... World traveler did a lot of preaching all over the world, and uh, was very well known. Some people liked him. Some people, you know, loved to hate him. But nonetheless, he was uh, very uh, effective in his ministry. And he um, he was talking about the history of Israel. And Palestine, you know, what, where the term Palestinian came from, Palestine, Philistine, all those things, um, that kind of the history of that whole area. And it was, it was a very, very general, very quick overview of the history. It wasn't, wasn't really in-depth of the history of the, the area, but it was just it was enough to help you understand that Palestine was not necessarily – there weren't Palestinians – I saw a, an interview uh, just this morning, oh, maybe it was last night, of Golda Meir, who used to be the uh, prime minister of Israel. And she said she's, she has always considered herself Palestinian because that whole area is considered the Palestinian peninsula, the area, or what are you going to call it, peninsula. It's, it's, it's the whole area was Palestine. And yet today, if you say something about Palestine... Oh, Palestine's a state? No, Palestine has never been a state. It's, it's been known as a region. 
Palestine in and of itself has never had a government, as a, a Palestinian government, until the political hacks started getting involved in this whole thing. There were Jews and Arabs and everybody else living in the Palestinian area, Palestine area. And of course now they, 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 but they want to eradicate Jews from that whole region. They especially don't want to recognize them as a state. This is, this is what it all boils down to. Now, here's the stupidity of the professors. Of course, now, one example, for example, is this one professor who decided in his name, of course, I'm not going to say his, I can't remember what his last name was, but when you hear it, you can, you know, it's obvious what side he's on. He convinced his students they needed to do a walkout. We're going to walk out of class in protest of what's happening in Gaza. Okay, who does this benefit? This is a, a person who is a, I, I'm going to call him a narcissist, but, but I don't, that's, Probably not the proper term for it. psychopath. Probably is more of the sociopath. Maybe the the idea that you're going to get your flying monkeys to do a walkout. Who's who's paying for their education? Look, if I'm most 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 college kids don't understand. They're, they're well. This one guy was being interviewed live on Fox Business. I think it was Fox Business. And this lady brought up the idea that this, because he's a huge donor to a lot of these, to some to some colleges, to some universities. And she she said, here's you know here's what's happening in this one campus that since she she cited this one story where this guy convinced the students, and of course they the word spread, and of course they're all going to walk out. So all the students walked out of class in protest. They had a sit out, basically, whatever we call it, in protest of what's happening in Gaza. School, school doesn't care. The professors certainly don't care. They don't, have to, you know, they don't have a lesson plan. I don't have to do anything today. What do they care? Who? They still get their pay. They still get their paycheck. Every, you know, school still gets paid. Kids don't get a discount for not going to, going to class. This is this is the. And this is where this whole free college thing really becomes – then it becomes just an entity of the state. And the, and the, and the students become minions of the state. And they, they become chattel, programmed little robots, indoctrinators, indoctrinations, uh, indoctrination, indoctrinatees. Because now they're just they're – just, obviously, they're just being influenced by ideology completely. That's, that's, all, that's all it's about. It's, that's, that's all it will become. It's a programming center. They're convincing these kids who, have, who are paying for their education. This professor has the gall to say, you know, we're, we're not going to have class today. We're going to go out and demonstrate. Okay, uh, I paid for an education here. I, I, see, that's the problem with somebody older. It knows that their dollars are going to – I'm spending my dollars on this education here. This isn't high school anymore. 
maybe you went to a private high school. I'd, I'd, it'd be the same thing. I wouldn't paying. I'm paying you to educate my child. Whoever's paying for their education, probably their parents. Maybe you know there are some students there who probably are working two jobs. I worked. I worked. I went to one year of college. That's all I could afford. It was killing me. I was working a night job. Campus security. And I worked a weekend job that took me away for, for two days on my weekends to pay for college. I had to sell, you know, I had to sell my car. to pay off everything. And I had to get a job. Rode my bike for a while until I could afford to buy another car. Because of the debt I had to pay out. You know, I, I, I did get a college, I got a grant <clears throat> and I also got my, my college tuition. Back then, this was back in the 80s. It was like $8,000 for that one year on, on top of everything I already paid in. That I had, a, I had a student loan for like $8,000. Got out of college and I had to sell everything I had to pay that debt off. The, if, a college, if a college professor would have said, today we're going to, instead of having class, we're going to do this. I would have went, you know, I, I'm working pretty hard to pay for this. I really, I really need to get these classes done. I really need to get as much as I don't like having to go through college, I, I am paying for this. And I would like to be able to uh, have class that I'm paying for, not, you know, something else. I, I, can, I can spend my off days, my off time, my, my time after college. I can, I can spend plenty of time. I'll have all the time in the world because this college isn't going get to me, get me a job anywhere. I can go out and protest then. Go, go out and talk to those kids. Go out and talk to your graduates who are trying to pay back their loans with a minimum wage job. That, that same college, just a, not too many years later, about 10 years later, the cost of the tuition there had, had more than doubled. It was, it, was, it was, I think it was a quadrupled, I think. It was like $40,000 a year. It's ridiculous. So, so we go back to this, this idea that these professors are going to, you're going to go out there and you're going to protest for social justice. We need to be social justice warriors. Okay, so that's what you're going to do. Now, let me ask you this. Let's have a plan. Let's, 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 let's put together some, let's ask ourselves some questions. What are we trying to accomplish here? We're going to create awareness to the problem. You don't think there's any awareness to the problem. Who, who's your target market here? Let's, this would be an opportunity for a marketing class to say, okay, what do we want to do? Who are we trying to reach? What's our target demographic? What is our message? How do we want to convey that message? Communication, you know, even a communication major. How are we going to communicate this message that we have? What is the message, first of all? What is the message you have? Let's define that. 
And then how are we going to convey that message to others? What media are we going to use? Is going out and gluing our hands to the street, is that the best way to, to, to convince people that, that we're on the right side of history here with this message? That they need to participate, they need to join in with us. And even if the entire country would say, God, you know, Palestine, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Even if, even if the whole nation said it, does it make it right? And will it matter? This, this happens with so much in the, in the, in, in, with regard to demonstrations and protests. Look at the BLM riots, the BLM protests. Can you explain to me exactly after the billions, billions, literally, quantified in the insurance claims and other – some people didn't have insurance. Businesses got destroyed and they weren't always white man's businesses. Certainly not white police officers' businesses, which is supposedly what they were – the whole BLM thing stood for. This is why you couldn't say all lives matter because that was a, a taking away from the, the BLM statement was that cops kill black people every day. They're slaughtering us in the streets, hunting us down like dogs, as Maxine Water would say. It's not happening. That's what they would have you to believe because that's the narrative they need to incite people with so that they can go out and cause the riots. The reason that they thought the riots were great and that they, they needed to continue, they needed to keep happening. They shouldn't stop. They can't stop. They shouldn't stop. According to our now current vice president, they wanted unrest in the streets. They... All because of a man named Trump. They, they have done all this stuff, and what did they get out of it? Well, BLM, I'll tell you what BLM got out of it. They got a couple of new million-dollar mansions out of it. A lot of notoriety. A couple of lawsuits now. They've done really well for themselves. They did not do anything to help the, the, the black community or any of the, the neighborhoods that were torn down and burned down, destroyed, lives that were lost. People died in those riots. Good people. I could, I could spend an hour just talking about the stories of, just by spending just a couple minutes telling you the stories of many, many people who died in, the, in those riots. The mostly peaceful riots. What did they accomplish throughout that whole thing? What was changed in our nation other than a scar? We need to have mass forgiveness. That's what we need to have. We need to march through the streets forgiving each other. That's what we need to do. That's never going to happen because that doesn't make anybody any money. The race baiters would lose their jobs. And they would lose their power. So these demonstrations are happening now. And it's really pathetic when you look at in, – in 
There's a lot of stuff coming out of the UK right now where there's a tremendous number of where there was mass immigration of people from Islamic countries. Ben Shapiro made an actual actually made a good statement the other day. Actually made a good point. He said people he was in front of a bunch of people and they were asking they were he's debating these people and they were asking him serious questions about the whole thing with Hamas and of course they were, it was in a college campus and they were trying to pin him down on certain issues. And one of the things they said was, you know, why, why they can't, you know, why does Gaza, they were, they, were, they were claiming that Gaza was occupied. Gaza's not occupied. Gaza has been, they had their own government. They elected their own government. It was Hamas. And whether or not they actually elected them or whether it was one of those phony elections, I don't know. But Hamas has not done nothing but use the people and abuse the people and take their money, money that was meant for their, their aid, for their economic well-being, the, the reason that there are so much unemployment there is because they're at war. They've declared, they declared, they declared war on Israel long ago. War costs a lot of money. Taking the resources that would have given them running water in their homes to use them for make, to make missiles. Perfect example of what war costs people. We have a war machine here in this country that is unmatched with regard to the amount of money that's spent. Our, our tax dollars, our living. This is, this is where, folks, personal income tax is immoral, just as property tax is immoral. And yet we allow it to happen because we are convinced that, well, we have to, we have, to have all these public services. There are other ways to obtain funds besides taking from people who have earned money. This, look, I take my life. I, I have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right to life is my first right. It's the first in that list. Not necessarily the greatest, it's just the first. If I so choose... Now, I've, on my property, I can grow my own food. I can, I can, I could have animals. I could have, I could grow vegetables, my own canning, hunt the, you know, the, the deer that come through my property. I could, I could homestead here and just live on what I have. I would never have anything. That's the right, called the right to life. Now, on my property, of course, now they're going to charge me property tax because I own something. So who really owns it? I, I'm, I'm renting it from the states, what's happening. I'm renting it right here. So now some, some states don't have property tax. Indiana tried to get rid of their property tax a while back, and we got hoodwinked into a higher sales tax and still have property tax. Because the Democrats pulled a fast one on the Re Republicans, and of course, the Republicans trusted them, and they, got, they lost. Well, gee, what, what has that ever happened before? So now we have property tax. It's just as high as it ever was. And we have higher sales tax, almost double what we had before. So in the process of all of this, interestingly enough, 
I go out and exchange, say, say I want to leave my property now and I'm going to go, I want to take my life out to the public. And I find somebody who needs to have widgets made. And they have all the tools. I show up at their, their shop and I'm going to, for eight hours a day, I'm going to go in and make widgets for them. And I'm going to make a hundred widgets a day. A widget is just a figurative term for some kind of little gadget. We'll call it gadgets. They make gadgets. So I take my, myself and I exchange my life for, to, to be, in a sense, I'm, I'm a conscripted, it's kind of like an indentured servant for eight hours. I am there at their beck and call to make these widgets, these gadgets for eight hours. At the end of that eight hours, I get my life back. I can do whatever I want. And I walk home with a paycheck. They give me a hundred bucks, whatever, or whatever, a thousand bucks, a million bucks, whatever it is. The government comes in and says, oh, you've, you've got an increase. No, I have an exchange. I exchanged my life. That is, you can't tax my life. I exchanged my life for this pay in exchange for getting paid. And you think you deserve some of it. So if I wouldn't have done it, you would have got nothing. Since I did that, now all of a sudden you think you need, you need some of it. You're entitled to some of it. Talk about entitlement. Government's more entitled than, and it really is, it, it's not even really the government. It's, it's the bankers behind the government. It's because the government's gone out and borrowed money from the bankers. And now they have to have their funds because they have to pay their, their, their banks. It's really a scam from the, from the bank, from Jekyll, the, the creature from Jekyll Island back in 1913. It's really what this is about. We didn't have a, a personal income tax. Per, personal income tax, I think, is, is maybe is it 100 years old even. How did we do it before that? Well, we have a lot more. We have government, you know, we have all this. No, we have other, there's other ways. There's tariffs. There's all kinds of other ways you can, the government can make money on, ta on taxes. And they can monetize the debt. There, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as there's plenty of services, plenty of, of goods and services, they can monetize <clears throat> their debt. They can, pay for, they can pay for things. Now, local government, maybe not. They, they may have to do something different with that. But they can find other ways to tax people, in, in a sense, tax them or to find funding. But the way they're doing it now is it comes out of your check before you even know it. You, you never see it. Now, now, if you saw that money, if this is what I see, I, I've, I've got an account and I've got to change my account because he, he thinks that I, I need to have more deductions taken out because that way I don't have to pay as much at the end of the year. Well, I tell you what, I'd rather hold on to my money. I, I, I just didn't have none of my money taken out. I'll just pay it at the end of the year because you know what? Then I, I notice how much it costs, first of all. You got to write out a check for eight thousand dollars at the end of the year. You know, hey, holy cow, they're taking all my money. If I don't, I never know. I never know it. I never miss it because I never saw it. But when you've when you got to pay that out at the end of the year, wow. But you know what? I was able to use it all year long. I could do whatever I wanted with it all year long, and then pay them at the end of the year. Why should they be holding onto my money? The only reason they do that is because they're afraid people won't have it at the end of the year because they go out and spend it because they're not disciplined enough to put it aside. I put it aside in an interest-bearing account. That's what I do with it. 
they go out and blow it. And then they just want more. Well, you can stick that in a hole in the tree. Yeah, you thought I was going to go somewhere else with that. The, the, um, <clears throat> but regardless of all that, so this, this Palestinian stuff on the college campuses, they're going out and doing all these demonstrations. I don't believe they are effective. I don't think the demonstrations are effective. All it does is rattle up things, ratchets, rats, ratchets up things, creates more of a – it just creates more of a divide. And that's what the, the powers that be, some of the people on the left – well, let's put it this way. The enemy wants us divided, period. The more he can do to create division among people, among, among humans, the more, you know, that's, that's how he loves that. Ben Shapiro was, you know, was talking about this, this thing and he, this kid was confronting him and saying something about Palestine and all those stuff. And he said, well, okay, so how many Jews are living in Gaza? How many Muslims are living in Israel? Now, there's different kinds of Muslims. You have to understand there are the Sunnis. There are, and now, in, there's also different kinds of Qurans. Most people don't understand the, the origins of Islam. And there, there are the Sunnis, there are the, you know, there, there are different sects in types of Muslims. Um, one of the misnomers, most, most Muslims believe that Jesus is going to return. They believe he's a prophet. But they believe that when he returns, He's going to return as a Muslim. In fact, there are Muslim teachers out there who say that Jesus spoke. When he spoke of God, he would say that he would use the, the word Allah. Because he spoke, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Arabic, not a... a, a a different form of language. There were, the, you know, different languages. And he, it's, the, the problem, and, and this is, this gets into some very difficult territory because they will kill you for saying things like this. It's questionable. Well, it's more than questionable. Whether or not Muhammad even existed. All of the writings were basically 200 years after his life, supposedly, in a, in a region far from him, hundreds of miles away. There, there's, a, there's a really good, uh, 
I think it's uh, evidence, Christian, Christian evidence, something. It's, it's something about it's, there's this one really good, really excellent expert on Islam. And he goes over the history of how it formed, everything about it, um, how many different Qurans there are, the, the writings, where they originated from, the whole history of the whole, the whole religion. They really need to look into the history of their religion. I always say this about Mormons as well. Mor- Mormons, you need to look into the history of your religion. Don't deny Folks, you're being deceived. If you're, if you're a Mormon and, and you're a devout Mormon and you believe everything, folks, I, I got to tell you, you're, you're being deceived. I, I, haven't, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you. There are a lot of Christians who are being deceived, caught up in a phony Christianity. There are a lot of Jews that are very deceived. People in every religion who are being deceived by different sects, different – Paul, Rabbi, Sha, Rabbi Shaul, Shaul, Saul, who became Paul, was known to have said there will be doctrines of demons. Beware of false teachers. He didn't say, oh, they're out there somewhere. You might run into one or, one or two. No, they're, he was warning the churches. About this stuff. People are prone to filling in the blanks on their own, coming up with their own itching ears, hearing what they want to hear, coming up with their own ideas. It's dangerous. The tension level in this world right now is extremely high. And I want to leave you with that because I have to go. But it's, it's sadly, uh, I don't have a whole lot more time to talk about this. Uh, I'm going to be running off to my other appointments. But folks, I have to, I have to say, uh, it is... We're living in an interesting time. Let's just put it that way. I'm not sure um, you know, how this is all going to pan out in the near future. I do know that our, our leaders are pushing for more war. The very ones who accused Trump of, he's going to get us into more war. He's trying to, trying to get us into a war with Iran. And here we are inching ever closer to a war with Iran under this administration, because that's what makes them money, gives them power. Pray for our leaders, folks. God bless. Have a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.